lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle. Made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements. Some sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored, eight-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep, and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all-night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10, and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support the Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us, and we hope you'll benefit from the use of their product the way we have so far. Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health. Find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I'm joined by Jim and Arbelcho. How's it going, Jim? Uh, life is good, sir. Um, the COVID just keeps creeping its way into the world and we just keep on keeping on. So um, that is good. Thanksgiving was quiet like it uh, was for so many folks. And we're recording this the week after Thanksgiving, which is why I bring it up. And um, onward to the end of the year. So no, no major complaints. How about yourself? Doing good. Keeping busy. Um, have some interesting and exciting opportunities uh, kind of on the horizon right now. And uh, nothing I can speak to right this moment. Um, excited about what's going to happen with the club. I'm not sure if we want to talk about that yet or not, because this will air at the towards the end of the month. No. Um, but yeah, we uh, it just uh, exciting times. Yes, it is. Yeah, sure sounds like it. So, who's that voice? Yeah, yeah, Berto, yeah. what's going on with you? I'm over here playing with this new microphone. So I was like, I can't just stay quiet. We got to see if this thing works. Well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, uh, absolutely. Now, um, and note on that to our listeners. Hopefully, we all sound a whole lot better because we're all on good mics now. Number one. And number two, uh, both of you can probably back off the mic just a little bit. Oh, my goodness. First, we're too close. Now we're too far. Uh, yeah. Vice versa. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a little distorted. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, but yeah, we, we took funds from the T-shirt from the merch sale and we invested those and uh uh, invested in uh, some some new equipment for Jim and, and Berto, and I think that's going to be great. Um, so that's going to be 
really awesome to uh, get to to use that going forward and we're we're looking forward to maybe doing some video podcasts uh which would be cool so yeah cool stuff uh there berto work is busy as always i'm sure busy as always you know that um getting back into the gym routine and having to completely change my lifting routine because there is i i really it's actually yvette that told me if i don't slow down i'm gonna hurt myself and i'm like no i'm not and i'm like damn it she's right (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah i I couldn't keep up my my uh the keto muscle intelligence program at the intensity that i run that program and continue to go to jujitsu it just was not going to be a good combination It, it, it was too much so i had to do some tweaking and so this is technically day one of a brand new program in the gym I'm going to be down to three days lifting and then three days jujitsu and then one week, three days jujitsu and then two days lifting. So I'll be alternating five weeks, six, five week training day, six week, no, mm-hmm. five day training week, six day training week, five day training week, et cetera. And uh, a little more focused. And when I go to the gym now, it's going to be mostly very big, very heavy lifts, just kind of like focusing on brute strength. And then I'll let jujitsu take care of all the little in-between muscles. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you are enjoying the uh, the challenge that is uh, jujitsu and yeah. uh, that new that learning new things there. Um, My joints are not enjoying it, and uh-huh. the skin I keep rubbing off is not enjoying it. But otherwise, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, well, uh, kind of a uh, couple. You know, housekeeping things, just as as always, um, uh, make sure that if you haven't, that you subscribe to the podcast, number one. Number two, make sure that if you haven't, you leave a review. And, um, and, and we now are on Audible, which means that we're on uh, Amazon. And that may be another place. I haven't explored it a ton, but it does look like they have a rating and... Uh, uh, a rating and uh, review kind of system, which would totally make sense g- given that they're Amazon and anything that can help the algorithm there would be awesome. So uh, if you could do that, that would be great. Uh, the other thing is that you can reach out to us or connect with us uh, quite a few different ways. We're, there are links to all of that at our website, theketomansclub.com. And uh I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Um, we've got some other ways like voicemail and email and all that. But for now, just a, a simple reminder to, um, you know, to use our website. You can connect with us very easily. That website might be getting an upgrade before too long. Another foreshadowing. Uh, but yeah, good, good stuff coming uh, down the line there. And uh, we appreciate the support of our, our listeners and the encouragement. We're seeing more and more people come into the group because they found the podcast. And uh, that's really cool to see. Um, any other business that we want to discuss? I'm, I'm, I'm alluding to a lot of stuff because, well, it's fun to, to, to do so, but we, we don't have all the plans set in place yet. Mm-hmm. We got to get a little bit of, we got to build it up just a little bit, of course. Yeah. So, um, I guess the, I think we talked about this last week though, that getting into the first of the year plan of, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be looking for weight loss ideas and things like that. So if you've been listening to the Keto Man's Club podcast for any length of time, you know, we've got two wonderful groups full of 
uh, good information, good humor, good connections, all kinds of things on Facebook. We've got an Instagram and whatnot. So, you know, all of that's available in the show notes on our website. But um, yeah, just jump in. 2020 has sucked. We all know it. So start 2021 on a much lighter <laughs> note. Mm-hmm. There it goes. And one last thing, a shout out to our local favorite, uh, Judy Cho, mm-hmm. whose book, The Carnivore Cure, drops tomorrow. I actually ordered mine today and I'm trying to reach out to her. She's a friend of ours and we're going to probably get her on the podcast to talk all things carnivore and all things uh, nutrition. Absolutely. That's going to be really a great conversation. She's uh, She really knows her stuff. Uh, she kind of was the one that spearheaded uh, the Carnivore 75 hard. And uh, she's a local to Austin, which is all, also all a very cool thing. So really um, awesome job for her to get out the book and excited to see where that goes from, uh, where, where we go from there on that. Okay, let's dig into shout outs here. Uh, let's start with Berto. Mine's quick and easy. Uh, member Mike Bergman says he ordered himself a 15 pound steel mace and can't wait to get to incorporate that into his training. And, uh, I don't know anything about maces, but I know 15 pounds is more than the 10 pounds that JJ recommends. Mm -hmm. So good luck, my friend. Let us know how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Might get more of a workout than he uh, was expecting. Jim. Well, it is Travis Liller who lives in West Virginia. So um, Travis is uh, celebrating the first time being under 290 pounds. Um, He writes that he uh, weighed in this morning at 288. It is 108 pounds down since March 28th. He's gone from 5X shirts and 3X pants to 2X shirts and extra large pants hashtag set goals, achieve goals. So congratulations to Travis on a uh, significant uh, weight loss there for sure. Yep, absolutely. Um, Okay. And then my shout out goes to Andrew Cornell. He's, uh, and and really honestly, it's just that he posted a meme that was rather hilarious and it, it sparked some really fun discussion. He, the, uh, uh, what are your height training routines in the gym is the question that he asked. And the meme shows a, a, a female a, a, at the top and on a tweet going, no excuse for guys to be under six foot. Hit the gym, fat ass. And the response uh, underneath that is this guy in the gym. I'm going to be so tall after this. And it's just, it's so ridiculous that I'm, I'm left going, Oh my gosh. And then the conversation that ensued uh, among our members, it was just, uh, just great. Uh, Some people posting pictures of their straight on five foot height on their driver's license and things like that, where it's like, Oh, there's no no chance. Um, There was a, a post about a torture device that lengthens the body. Um, and, and a few other stretching things, including, uh, the, the gravity boot things. Um, so yeah, it's it just fun discussion. I love seeing the, the spirit of fun that, that we can have while still also having goals and, uh, seeking out uh, optimal health in every way that we can. So thank you for the comedy break today, Andrew. Uh, that was really great. So, um, <laughs> Berto, I, I think you should probably lead us in. We have a return guest in the form of David Blako, and uh, we've got a little bit of a topic that we wanted to dig into. Yeah, uh, David has lived in the great free state of California since uh, at least since the beginning of this year. We know that much. 
and uh, has not let that slow him down from his goals. And uh, the guy's been pretty busy. And I would say if anyone's had an excuse to kind of fall off the wagon and and just, you know, let nature run its course, that David's probably one of those guys. But he did the exact opposite of that. So figured we'd have him on. Let's talk about his year because it had to have been more amazing than everyone else's. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. So welcome back to the show, David. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you you were you so just to to catch people up uh since the last time that we were on uh, we 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 we've heard your story and then you co co-hosted with us when we had Danny on uh talking about fatherhood and and raising boys um what has been going on with you outside of the um you know covid situation and uh, and your health health journeys up till recently um mostly just staying active taking care of my house taking care of my family um i've got a wife and a couple kids and at my house i I do all my own home improvements and home repairs and that kind of stuff so in the middle of uh just put a bunch of recessed lights in my hallway and kitchen and remove the fluorescent tubes and patching up all the sheetrock and getting ready to retexture the ceilings and walls there um and other than that staying busy with my career um doing some dirt biking and getting ready for ski season do some skiing very cool that will be uh be fun and the good news about that is normally you're wearing some type of gator over your mouth and nose anyway when you're skiing so there won't be any issues there right yeah my son and i buy a season pass to a resort that's um not too far from here i mean it's far enough but mm-hmm. uh, it's a nice locals resort so it's not really packed cool uh, it's not one of the mainstream ones that everybody goes to in the in the sierra nevada's tahoe region um so the crowds are smaller there's typically no lines and yeah they've already put out their date on how they're going to run it and masks are required but most days we're skiing we normally have a mask over our face anyway just for some mm-hmm. warmth sure um my son just invested in a full face helmet for for snowboarding so He's hoping that'll qualify as being covered because oh, his sure mouth is be. inside the helmet. Yeah, I'm sure that it would be. Very cool. So, yeah, let's let's dig into some of the meat of this because, it, like, practically, you've been working completely remotely. There's, like, no chance you're going to be working on site at all anytime recently. And then, and your gym was at, in your work facility, right? Yes, that's correct. So as soon as they shut us down, I think that was Friday, March 13th, I got the notification to not go back to work. So on Friday the 13th, I was already home, where I think most people it was Monday the 16th. But um, And I've not been back to our office since. I have some mail and stuff I need to pick up, but I need to register and do a, and a whole event thing to mm-hmm. you know register a visit and get approved and a bunch of other stuff. So it turned into remote work. Uh, you're right. My gym was at, at, at the work facility. So there was zero gym. Um, and, you know, working out, although great for the physical health, it's a huge part of my mental health and staying mm-hmm. de-stressed and relaxed and allowing me to have the discipline to stay focused on, on the nutrition aspect of diet. Um, they, they really seem to go hand in hand and it. And in my in my review of things as I've looked at why, you know, why do they go hand in hand? I don't feel guilty of like, Oh, I don't want to eat that because I'm spending time in the gym. I just feel like I have the energy to focus on making the right choices. And I think it, it really stems back from, you know, the, 
the f- getting stronger physically and taking care of exercise just keeps me less stressed and, and able to stay focused and have better willpower. Yeah, I mean, let's dig into that a little bit, how you were talking about the mental health of the gym. I think that's something that, well, I, I'm going to say it's probably not overlooked anymore, but I'm sure it was overlooked uh, early on. And probably if you're not a regular gym goer, then it very well could still be overlooked by you right now. But uh, when the gym shut down here, whatever time that was, I don't even remember. That was honestly my longest break from lifting in about seven years. Like I had gone to the gym consistently for seven years until those lockdowns went down. And, you know, everybody thought it was going to be extremely temporary. It didn't work out that way. But once it started dragging on and on and on, like I took a hit, as I'm sure you did too. But like, yeah, my, my mental health took a hit and just kind of like fumbling around my garage, piecing together, you know, workouts that I can do on my own wasn't quite get, getting it done and, you know, ended up buying a program that was all body weight work, which, which filled the gaps nicely, but it, it been, it wasn't the same. And I'll tell you what, the, the day that gym opened, it opened at 9am and I was there at noon. <laughs> you would have been there earlier, but they didn't open until nine. Yeah. And yeah, you had I was to work by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I experienced very much the same, right? I was pretty deflated. Um, and it was like, what am I going to do now? The gym just brings a totally different environment for me. It brings a different energy to my workouts. So like you, I started scrambling for stuff. I pieced together some home body weight workouts and I was kind of doing them in my living room, which I think there's a psychological aspect to space and, and where you sit, and what you do, like, you know, the dining room table is more conducive to eating dinner, the living room with the big overstuffed chair in it and stuff is, it reminds me of sitting down and relaxing and watching television, not doing burpees and pushups and, and that kind of thing. And so the motivation, it was, it was a different motivation. It was harder to push through and try to get into doing something in my house. That's not a dedicated exercise space like the gym is as well as I feel like I feed off of the other people that are in the gym mm-hmm. possibly, right? They're all there doing their workouts. And so the energy, there's just this energy to go in and, and take care of business. For sure. I can, I can definitely say that um, there's been a marked difference for me between doing Kung Fu classes on site at the dojo, all that, and trying to do it at home, like just complete night and day difference, trying to do it via zoom. It just doesn't, it's just not the same. So I've only been going to our on-site Saturday classes and sometimes our Sunday classes. uh, Now that we have a Sunday outdoor class um, for in-person instruction, instead of hitting the morning session because it's just not the same trying to do it remote. I'm going to try to do it remote more more in the near future because I finally cleaned up my office enough where I actually have a space to do it again. But it, it's just one of those things that it's still very hard to try to do it, um, to, to, to power through that this is where I sleep, this is where I work thing in, that we have in our head. David, I'm yeah. kind of curious. <clears throat> um, and this is going to sound odd, but I intend for it to be that way. Are you a selfish person? Because I think that a lot of people have kind of given up of some of these things that have been so key for their health over the last several months because of COVID. And now we're kind of seeing like, okay, we've got to do these things for ourselves. And I, and I want you to kind of take it as the, you know, we have to do this. It's not a selfish thing to take care of our health, even though, you know, we're got so much else going on in the world right now, job stress, health stress, things like that. So kind of talk about why it is so important for you on the mental side to get in that gym and get involved in working out again. 
All right. Yeah. So to answer your question, you know, that you directly asked, which is, am I a selfish person? I, I don't believe so. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always there for others. I, I like to give to others and, and help out where I can and, and support. Um, but as you say, that there came a point where I had to prioritize me. Yep. Um, and that's what it comes down to. And what I think I realized was if I don't pri- prioritize me and take care of me, <clears throat> then how can I take care of others? If I'm not in good health, if I'm not here <laughs> um, to take care of them, right? Or if I'm not well to take care of them. And if I'm not in a good mind space, if I'm not in, in a good physical space, how do I take care of my job? How do I take care of my family? How do I take care of my friends? Um, and so it, it became a prioritization for me, to me. And I think that's what we want to convey to people is, you know, finding some of that time to take care of your physical health also takes care of your mental health as well, and then impacts others in positive ways. So I'm glad that you are doing this for yourself to, in turn, do it for the people that matter to you in your life. So kudos for that. Because some people think that, you know, just staying at home and, you know, being there physically is it. And it's not by a long shot. There's a lot more to it, obviously. Right. And, you know, as far as like prioritizing for myself, um, I know Berto's like this as well. It might mean, you know, getting up extra early and getting stuff, getting my time in before anybody else's time has started. So for example, I had a call today that was scheduled at 6.30 a.m. my time uh, for work. I was up and I had gone on a over a three and a half mile walk before coming home and getting on that call. Man, so. you're a beast. <laughs> he's, he's been getting it, man. That's what I'm saying. This guy's mm-hmm. been getting it. The good news is that you probably could get away with getting on that call without having to take a shower or get dressed. <laughs> you could just come home from your walk and go straight into it, hopefully. Yes, and it was actually cool enough out. You know, I had on a, a cap and jacket and whatnot, and I never even broke a sweat yeah. in a 40, 49 minute walk or something like that. Right. I never even got hot to the point of sweaty. Yeah. So sure enough, I was able to walk home, brew a cup of coffee, sit down at the computer and get on a call. Very cool. No, that's awesome, man. So unlike us, um, our gyms open back up and have been open. Uh, you, you clearly not had that luxury. So you've had to, you know, find other ways of, of, you know, getting your exercise in and workouts in, and you've done so quite successfully. You, you've taken on, uh, the, the keto carnivore cut and did really well mm-hmm. with that. And so once you realized this was kind of long-term, did these things just start coming to you or did you just like, you had to force yourself into a plan to, to try to keep things moving and, and not start slacking off or how did that go for you? Yeah. I want to say almost immediately. Right. Cause like you, you, you said you'd been to the gym consistently for multiple years, seven years or so. I've been consistently in the gym since March of 2015 when I first started this last rendition of my weight loss journey. Um, and so immediately when March came and everything shut down, it was kind of like, what do I do now? This is a, this is a part of what I do. Um, and so I said, like I said, I searched out, I started to do a body weight workout. I think I hit the, uh, thousand rep morning igniter men's health that you, you turned us yeah, on to in the group I did that for like a week and a half straight. And I'm like, okay, I can't do, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. It's <laughs> a lot. Started, started hitting that, um, went and looked on YouTube and found like some athlete X body weight home workouts that were free and, and did those, but keeping the motivation was, was difficult. The good news was it was spring weather was kind of nice. Um, and I found myself transitioning into going out for bike rides. So I didn't have to be in my house the whole time. Uh, and I started hitting bike rides like crazy. I was going on 
I think my my personal record was 23 miles. I my bike broke at mile 23 and I had to have my wife come pick me up. I was shooting for 25 that day. Um, but it, yeah, I started doing, you know, anywhere from 10, 10 to 23 miles bike rides first thing in the morning um, on Saturday mornings as well. And then the bike broke and but they opened up swimming pools. And so we uh, we have a an outdoor pool in my neighborhood. So I started going to adult swim every night, Monday through Friday for an hour um, and started swimming. and. You know, I first started that. That was tough. It was a new sport. It was a new thing. But by the end, I started um, hitting about, I think, uh, about 22 to 2,500 yards an evening in the pool. Um, then they shut the pool down in September. <laughs> and uh, gyms were still closed. So it was back to, like, bodyweight training. And I they opened our gyms on September 18th or September 17th or so. They finally opened the gyms here in not only in the state, but in my county, I'm actually in the strictest county in the Bay Area. Um, they opened them on September 18th. And, you know, Berto, you were there the first day. I was there like the second day getting a gym membership. That's it's around the corner from my house. And I, and I was so relieved and so happy to be back at the gym and squatting and deadlifting. And it had taken being away took its toll on me. My num my my strength numbers are nowhere near what they were. Um they tend to do that. And so, you know, I was all happy, happy to be back in the gym. And and then they shut our gyms down on us again just a few weeks ago. Um, and they moved our county backwards like two steps and shut down any indoor dining and shut the bars down again and shut the gyms down again. And and so it was back to the drawing board. What do I do now? Um, and so I went and bought a uh, – I think I bought the same program you bought for body weight. Um, oh, yeah. Zero. And started that. And what I did is moved myself into my garage as opposed to being in my living room. Um, and I, I, I get up, you know, first thing in the morning and back my wife's car out of the garage to the driveway. And then I shut the door down and put my tunes on. And the garage has made it feel more like a workout space. And I feel like I'm getting a better workout in, but I really do miss, you know, hitting the weights. Absolutely. It's a trip, man. Like, like I said, it was like, man, I had made a joke about it, posted a meme or something like, like, you know, check on your weightlifting buddies. We're not okay. And you know, I kind of giggled, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, really not. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, you don't realize how much, how much of a, how much a part of your life it is and how much stuff it straightens out in your head until it's taken away from you. And, you know, like I said, luckily we've been able to go back and I've been hitting the gym regularly and started this whole jujitsu thing. And that's taken care of a lot of the, the, uh, social frustrations of not being able to actually hang out with people because if you're wrestling someone on the ground, they're wrestling you back. There's a lot of personal spaces being invaded. <laughs> so that, that's been working out real well for me. Yeah. I would say that's, that's a big, that's a big thing here, right? Like other than going into the gym, um, I haven't left my house and what, what are we at now? Eight, nine months, you know, go to the gym, go to the grocery store, go to the hardware store. Um, and that's, that's it. Otherwise, so talking about that, I mean, when you talk to your friends, are are you in a better place personally because of the working out and everything than others are, or are you are people people that you encounter are they doing? Uh, I, I mean, are they just sitting at home becoming slugs on on the log kind of thing, or what's going on? Yeah, so it runs the gambit. Like I've got friends all across the uh, different uh, work. <laughs> work genres, if you will, or I'm, I'm unsure different career paths. So, um, 
you know, like Berto never stopped working. Um, some of my friends have never stopped working. They're more in blue collar. My wife's in construction. So she was back to the office pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, once they decided that construction was still essential. Um, and in my son makes pizzas for a living, so he's never stopped working. Um, and then I, you know, I have, I have those friends, but I have a sister who's a university, uh, professor and for her, yeah, it, it really changed, right. Move into the whole online thing. And she too is doing keto. Um, and this really disrupted her, uh, not having the focus, not getting out, not being kind of away from the house and away from things that might be indulgences or, um, uh, I don't want to say uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for. The, well, those items in your house that people mm-hmm. other people have around that you don't want to eat, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you stress eat, and it's it happens. It, it for sure happens. Um, I think that that throughout all of these months of everything, we we have definitely dealt with new levels of the urge to eat outside of plan or need the comfort food of X, Y, or Z that, that maybe we hadn't felt in ages, but because we're trapped inside or whatever, we just feel the need for that thing. And usually that's a symptom of something else. Uh, we had some discussion in the group today about, uh, you know, the, the physiological aspect of that, if nothing else, that usually when you're having craving for one thing, it usually is a sign that you're actually needing something else, but it's hard to identify that thing because your brain has connected that that nutrient that you're actually needing with something that may not necessarily be nutrient dense or that might have fulfilled that in the past but also came with a whole bunch of crap too and so those types of things are where we have to navigate these really rough waters of of trying to deal with cravings as best as we can um Let's talk a little bit about the cut that you and I uh, have come off of. You're you're reversing, I'm reversing. Uh, what what? So let's start at the beginning in where we started on it. So what surprised you early on? What surprised me early on from the from, from the carnivore keto cut? from the carnivore keto cut? Um, I think this time around, what I found surprising was I don't want to say the ease that I gave up the sweets. Because it was hard, but it wasn't difficult. I've had harder times. You you mentioned you mentioned like the stress eating and that kind of thing, and and I'll I'll openly state when the gym wasn't there and stuff, um, I was not in my best form. I I ate a four pound bag of trail mix in three days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most trail with, mix is not very keto. <laughs> with the M and M's and everything in it, right? Yeah, the raisins and yeah. Well, so I mean, if you're gonna go go all in, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, and I did. And and I do, you know, kind of, I don't want to, I, I know we're moving on from the topic, but I think, you know, not being in a regular exercise regime and, and that stress and stuff definitely did impact me mm-hmm. as well as sweets cravings, which is something I've struggled with um, for the four plus years that I've been keto. Um, so carnivore keto cut really, I was surprised at how quickly and easily I adapt to not having sweets of any kind um, and how quickly most of those cravings went away. I think it was probably around week six or seven uh, that I all of a sudden was kind of like, oh, you know what? 
something sweet sounds good, but I'm not sure that that was really my body wanting something or was it all the mass marketing for Christmas and the holidays that were coming up and Thanksgiving? Yeah. Cause Thanksgiving came right in the middle of like week nine. You know, that so, wasn't by accident, right? <laughs> <laughs> I planned it that way for myself, at least, because I wanted to go into the holidays on a plan or coming off of a plan and having killed a large majority of my own, you know, sugar cravings and things like that by being strict for, for an extended period of time. So, yeah, that was not by chance. And that was actually one of the reasons that I joined you in this cut at this time. Uh, it was the same for me. It was to try to really not only a did I want to get to a next to the next level and 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 just I've been maintaining for many many years now with a couple of dabbles here and there. Yeah. Um. But I wanted to do the same. I wanted to come into that holiday with a plan with a, a some goals. Um. And I I indulged. I went ahead on Thanksgiving. It was like I made keto fried sweets. I made a keto pumpkin bread. Um, I didn't make any other desserts. I made a pumpkin bread. I had it for Thanksgiving morning breakfast. I had it for Thanksgiving dinner dessert. Um, and another binge. I had a binge. I ate the whole loaf of keto pumpkin bread by myself uh, between Thanksgiving and the day after. And that way it was gone and I could go back on plan. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I can luckily say that I didn't binge, um, but I did have one very large piece of traditional homemade apple pie that my, my that my wife made um and it was delicious but that was all i had and the other thing that was really cool was even though that thing was loaded with all of the complex carbohydrates and all of the bad stuff my glucose did spike but it came down re relatively quickly and it was very clear via my continuous glucose monitor that my body has become more healthy than it used to be and is re like recovering from those challenges way easier than it ever used to. And I'll, I'll take that as a win. Uh, now, does that mean that I, that, that I have permission to eat pie or cake on a regular basis? No, it doesn't because then I'll undo that damage or I'll undo that, that good work, but to test it, a time or two, not, you know, in, in that type of case being a special night, I, I, again, I'll take it as a win. Absolutely. And I, I agree the same, like immediately, you know, I, I had the, the keto fied sweets on Thursday and Friday, Saturday, I was right back to uh, carnivore keto. Um, and I haven't had sweets since and my cravings are actually pretty much gone again. Uh, it, it was, it was a pretty easy transition but very eye-opening just to how deep-seated my sweets, my sweet tooth is, if you will. Um, and and it was it was a nice reminder, I guess, for myself that 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 is kind of you know my major vice, and and uh, the you know the devil's on my shoulder every time those sweets come about. So mm -hmm. my current you know my current um, take is great. Thanksgiving's over. That was that. And I'm now going to hold a spot for Christmas to have something. I'm not mm -hmm. going to deprive myself of ever eating sweets again. It's sure. something I have to learn how to control and deal with. So um, I'll give myself permission back at Christmas time for whatever days that I decide to allocate myself there. I have a birthday and Christmas coming up both together in that period. So it might be a little more latitude than I gave myself Thanksgiving, but, and then it'll be immediately back onto plan. 
So talking about Christmas, Thanksgiving and whatnot, have you uh, started putting together your 2021 goals or uh, things that you really want to focus on in the next year? I have not. I have not started working on. I'm not, I've never been really one to do a resolution. Um, so I, I, I like the fact that you said goals as opposed to your, my New Year's resolutions. Um, I would say my goals are more around like work, works, work ambitions. Getting, I've got some major projects next year that could be really changing for my company and changing for my myself and and my group and my department. So there'll be a lot of focus on on that stuff and trying to do the best I can there. Um, and then I have some personal goals of taking care of uh, some. I, I have like a remote property that's been in my family for generations, um, and it needs it needs handiwork. It needs some money. It needs some care. And so next year will be focused on taking care of a lot of that stuff um, that's not in my immediate immediate household. Mm-hmm. So there's things that you are looking forward to doing. Yes, I, I'm. So that's I'm good. Looking, I'm. I already told my wife too. They they open up restaurants. I've got a restaurant in mind. Once we get restaurants open to a point that restaurants are actually open, I'm I'm taking her out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, no kids, <laughs> just she and I. <laughs> And I'm going to go out and enjoy, and that, that'll be a off, that'll be a off plan meal. Um, it's a, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. It's totally worth it. Well, get <laughs> yeah. a steak at least brother. I mean, come on. Oh, there'll be meat. It's a fun, it's a fondue house. There'll be ah. meat. Um, so there, and matter of fact, it's a very high end. So I'll be eating like buffalo and deer and elk and wild boar um, for the meat portion, but there will be, you know, cheese enjoyed and, and likely some sort of dark chocolate fondue for dessert. Um, but you know, that, that, that's, that is a goal. My goal is to, you know, be able to take my wife out to a nice evening out of the house, uh, you know, just the two of us with, without, without the kids and then the same for the kids. And, and honestly, the big goal, but I don't know that what, how COVID is going to play with this. We were supposed to go on a big vacation next summer. Um, my son's graduating high school, my daughter's graduating college, and my wife and I will be celebrating 30 years of marriage. And we were supposed to be going on a, a big vacation next summer. But so my goal would hopefully be going on that vacation, but we'll see how that goes. So um, now I, I I know that you're in the group chat for the beginning of the year uh, carnivore keto cut that, mm-hmm. that we're getting going with um, that, that we've kind of. And I, I did this as a challenge to him. I'm going to be involved too, because I'm doing the cut again, uh, come January, but um, Jeremy Thomas uh, in, in, in that group, he, uh, he's kind of leading the charge because he, he was the one that asked about it. And, and I'm like, Hey, you, you, you kind of wrangle us together and, and whatnot. But um, are you going to do, even if you don't do it in January, what, what's your plans for protocol? Well, I will tell you this. Um, this has by far been the best results I've had with the least amount of feeling deprived. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've done other keto groups programs where I've had coaching and did did boot camps. Um, and that came with macronutrient plans and everything, right? And I got into my 170s doing that. I was hitting the gym five days a week. I was following those macronutrient plans and the eating program that was laid out for me and reporting back weekly to my coach. And I got down into the 170s. I hit 180 on keto carnivore cut in eight weeks. I went from 195 to 180. Mm-hmm. Um, 
With no gym. Yeah, with no gym. With no gym, some body weight stuff at home, right? Some walking and body weight stuff at home. A little bit of gym from September to somewhere in October. I got to go to the gym. I had a few weeks, <laughs> but I didn't feel as deprived or as hungry. And like that other group would sit there and go, it's a diet. You're, you're cutting. You're going to be hungry. That's just the way it is. And, you know, keto carnivore cut, it started, it dropped me by a, a few hundred calories, a couple hundred calories from the starting week into the peak week of the cut. And those, where it took me for those calories is about where I was riding for the other group when I was cutting and losing the weight, right? So I tapered down to that. While I was tapering down to that, I was losing one, one and a half, two pounds a week on average. And then you hold there for a bit, right? And reverse out. And now I, I'm back up to almost the caloric intake that I started at. Mm -hmm. And as far as I can tell, I have still losing a little bit of water weight from, from Thanksgiving, but I'm not gaining weight yet. That's fascinating. So I'm super interested to see how high I'm going to keep reversing out until I start gaining. I'm going to try to look for that maintenance point. <clears throat> and I have a feeling what I, you know, my, my, my thought is I'm going to find myself at over 2000 calories a day and still sitting down at, you know, either in the one seventies or at one eighty. where when I was eating over 2000 calories a day for the last two and a half years or so, I was maintaining more at about 190, 195. And that's interesting because I'm almost experiencing the same thing because right now I'm at about 26 to 2,800 calories and I'm maintaining at 10 pounds less than when I started. And when I started, I was at 2,800 calories at 180 pounds. So, you know, I dropped down to high 160s and got down to 2,100 calories. Now I'm up to 26, 28, and I've only gone up to 170. So I'm like, I, I, you know, I, I started this cut in July, so I was like ahead of you guys. But it's it's almost like the same thing you were saying to where it's like it's like a big giant reset and you're eliminating a lot of quote unquote fluff and just like letting the for, for lack of a better term, letting just the raw food do the work. And it, it, it it's fascinating. And one thing I've noticed, I bought a few programs from Danny, is that he has a way of making everything look super easy on paper. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you know, like, okay, here's my macros. Bam, right in front of you. Nice and easy. Okay, here are the rules. Bam, nice and easy. Here's this little bit of paperwork, you know, some tips and tricks. Seems easy enough. And then you start doing it and you start realizing, okay, well, there's something to this. And, and like you were saying, it wasn't hard, but I mean, and, and you weren't necessarily suffering, but at the same time, it wasn't a walk in the park either. Right. Absolutely. Um, so you're getting macros dialed in and figuring out how to eat and and stepping away from even more foods, right? You, I mean, keto is pretty restrictive to begin with. And now you're going to restrict yourself all the way down to pretty much, well, you know, carnivore. So one could say, you know, meat, meat, eggs and cheese um, or milk products, but not in the cut, right? No dairy or keep yeah. the dairy very, very limited. Mm -hmm. um, and so that it's a ch it's a challenge and it's a it's a real mindset to get yourself set to say this is what i'm going to do and and again you know like i'm the only person in my house doing this level i'm i'm the only one that does keto at the level i do it my wife's partially keto kind of more dirty my kids are neither so yeah there's there's stuff in my house that just um is a temptation or, or could be a temptation i'm i'm pretty well over it and but uh it 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 was hard. It was hard. Like there were just certain things like, um, for example, today I started thinking about, Hey, I think I'll make Frank's, um, you know, meat calzone. And then it was kind of like, Oh wait, well, I, I'm not done with this yet. I can't have tomato sauce. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I'm yeah, not, I haven't true. fully reversed. I haven't fully reversed out yet. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> let's see. I guess I'll make mine without tomato sauce and I can just, but I'll do a little bit of cheese since I'm on my reverse. Mm. Um, and I have the, I have the room now to add in more fats. Like at my, at my peak cut, that was the hardest because all I had room for was meat and eggs and a little bit of butter to cook the eggs in. Like that was pretty much it. Like if I didn't, and if I didn't choose the right meat, I was pushing fat macros to the peak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think we can all relate with that. So it's nice to get the fat back. And I've been like adding pork rinds to my meals and enjoying more, more variety on my plate. Um, but Chris, I mean, to, to get back to what we were talking about with what's happening post Christmas or in January, I personally, I'm unsure I'll leave carnivore. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty well suited to sit here going forward. Yeah. Um, and especially if it gives me the results, I'm thinking that I'm going to be able to, you know, eat the volume of food that I enjoy eating and enjoy meals that I enjoy um, while still staying lean and, and giving my body all the nutrients and energy it needs to do what I want it to do, whether it be in the gym or body weight or bike rides or because mm-hmm. of course weather sucks now. So that's that's the hard part. That's why it's anything in the garage or at the gym. But um, I'm sure I'll introduce vegetables here and there. Yeah. And but it 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 won't become a regular staple. It won't be like I'll have vegetables on my plate every day. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we all know that's pretty much how I roll. But and, and I'll tell you another thing that I found. It, it, I kind of just stumbled across it, just the way it works out. Whereas, like, if you really only eat vegetables two to three times a month, like, you think if I order a giant two-pound cob salad, you think I'm worried about tracking that? If it's the only, you know, that that's going to be the vast majority of my vegetable intake for the entire month. Like, I am not in the least bit concerned. That thing could have 50 grams of carbs. It doesn't matter because that's literally all I'm eating. You know what I mean? So it kind of gives you a little bit of leeway. Like if you do go out and splurge, you're like, okay, I had a bunch of veggies or a sweet potato or whatever. Like that's as crazy as it gets for the month. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and to, to speak to that, like I'm looking here at my, my logs from my continuous glucose monitor today. I ate the second half of the Korean stir fry that my wife made with bok choy and some, some thinly sliced pork and on all of, you know, the sauces and everything. And they weren't necessarily keto sauces, but they weren't, they also aren't sauces that have a whole bunch of sugar in them. My, my glucose didn't do anything. Just did absolutely nothing. My body was completely capable of handling it the same way that it would had it just been me. Like I'm not seeing any type of spike that was at that like because I forgot to to log the time that I ate that. So if I'm you know being honest, I don't know when it was that I ate it, but I'm looking at my chart and I'm seeing that I spiked out at about a hundred and I just stayed there all day, pretty much, you know, with some peaks and valleys. So our bodies can heal, and that's an amazing, amazingly good thing uh, to see. Yeah, that's that's the best part, right? Is like, uh, you know, I I don't know. I still I'm still driven by a level of fear that I'm unsure that I'll, I'll you know there's no way I'd ever go back to eating the standard American diet. It's just it kept me in too many decades of obesity for me to even risk that. Um, and I'm really enjoying the carnivore thing. So the focus will likely be there, but, but I'm, I'm happy to see that, you know, if I make that decision to, as you did at Thanksgiving, have a piece of apple pie, or if I'm out to breakfast one day and something I used to enjoy, and and I've done this a few times over the, the four and a half years I've been keto is I'll occasionally be out to breakfast, but pretty much, you know, only on a, can't call it a special occasion, but a rare occasion. So 
maybe when I'm away visiting family in another state or something, that's like, Hey, let's go out to breakfast. I'll, I'll be like, you know what? I think I'll have some sourdough toast and orange marmalade today. Mm-hmm. And the body handles it. Well, I don't feel sick. I don't <clears> feel <throat> ill. It doesn't make me feel extremely poor. Um, and it doesn't induce a, you know, let me just jump off the wagon and burn it to the ground and yeah. keep, keep going out <laughs> for pancakes and waffles and, and toast and marmalade. Um, and so that's a fantastic aspect of what I love about where my journey's taken me and, and what the body, the way the body's responding. Did you ever, what was your go-to food pre-keto? Uh, potato chips or sweets or whatever the case may be. Was there anything that you never thought that you would be able to give up or, you know, maybe in moderation kind of thing that now you're like, don't even miss it at all? French fries. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. French fries, French fries. I I had certain like barbecue joints I would go to because their fries were so good. Like, oh, let's go get ribs. I mean, it's not. It wasn't. Let's go get ribs. It's like let's go get fries and have some ribs. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um. So yeah, French fries would have been it. It was French fries and sweets. And um, the French fries I gave up. I've I've yeah. I started keto April 2016. So it's it's been a while now. Over the last four and a half years, I've tried French fries a couple times. I've always I've always subscribed to the N equals one experience, right? So do that experimentation. So I've I don't want to say challenge myself, but in a in a from a perspective of experimentation, it's like, well, I haven't eaten French fries in two and a half years. I wonder what they taste like now and whether or not I would still enjoy them. And I actually found that I did not. They're horrible. Um and I've I've over the last four years, I've done it, I've done it at least a half a dozen times. Mm-hmm. And my wife and kids laugh at me because they're like, really again you're you're trying french fries again <laughs> and and what do you think and i'm like they still suck and they're like so when are you going to stop trying them because obviously they suck <laughs> yeah and you know what's what's funny is i like it was a while ago i always joke with the event i'm like you know one of these days i'm gonna grab that big ass mixing bowl i'm like i'm gonna dump an entire box of fruity pebbles in there dump you know fill it up to the brim with almond milk and i'm just gonna go to town on an entire box of fruity pebbles and she looks at me and she's like you know what's gonna happen you're gonna take two bites and say you don't want it anymore yep <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if you've got a Fruity Pebbles thing, Dimatize has a Fruity Pebbles protein powder. I've oh, seen wow. that. I've seen that. And it honestly what? is, it, it is legit low carb too. It like, is it, two it, grams, two grams per serving. Yep. Yeah. I've seen that before. I've, I've thought about that. I, tr- you know, we are full on steaks over shakes around here, but at the same time, it, it, that was one of the things during the cut. I had to have some protein shake on standby just in case I was low on, on protein. Like throughout the cut, if I was low on fat, I wasn't going to worry about it. But I, I was going to hit that protein goal, which was 195 grams of protein for me. And that was a lot. That that was a lot for me. And so having a, a shake or something. So I have some Isopure um, chocolate in there right now. But then recently I saw some orange like orange cream pie type you know shake and i'm like okay that profile sounds delicious and so i grabbed it uh and, and so i've had it a couple times and yeah it is it's delicious and it's a great way to get a little added protein into into my diet which i yeah. appreciate greatly but it is it, it's it's we, we got to find the tools that work i i can also say that with the isopure with this other shake which i think is an isopure shake as well um i've seen no insulin or, or, or glucose spike as a result of it either. So I'm not, you know, I, I'm testing 
that water and I wouldn't have continued to use it had I seen a reaction other than the same type of reaction I would have seen from a, a traditional uh, meat-based meal. So definitely one of those things that we need to experiment. We've got to test. We've got to have ways to measure. And thank God for biometric devices that, that we can use <laughs> to help us <laughs> with that experimentation, whether it be a fingerprint uh, glucose and insulin tests or not uh, insulin, but uh, ketone tests or whatever. Um, th those things are, are very helpful. Um, so we are able to, we're, we're winding down, we're coming up in an hour and we want to respect your time as best as we can. Um, also Jim's time since he's an hour ahead of, of Berto and I, and, and, uh, three hours ahead of you, David, uh, what, um, what other things, uh, like takeaways from this most recent season, uh, have we maybe not talked about so far? Um, I, I think one of the things that probably should have kind of come up, but but didn't right because we we kind of started this with how have I handled the challenge being in one of the more lockdown states being in California mm -hmm. and then as I mentioned I'm in actually one of the tightest counties um, in the state where uh, they didn't even open open up hair salons until September mm -hmm. um, and um, it it's something we've talked about before and and I've been talking about it with some of the new guys and and new people that I've I've met in the keto world it's where that it's just you know the discipline trumps the willpower the discipline trumps the other things right um that and it kind of alludes back to Jim's comment about being selfish mm -hmm. like taking that time out of my day making the time in my day for me is that discipline aspect of it, right? I'm going to get up extra. I've got a meeting early. I'm going to get up extra early. I'm going to go do this because if I don't do this, it doesn't get done. And, th and the same comes to hitting the diet. The same comes to getting the exercise. Um, and so, you know, just really prioritizing that discipline over everything else um, and, and reminding yourself on those days where you don't or you feel you can't that, it doesn't matter if you don't or you don't want to or you feel you can't. You just need to. Yep. Go do it. Yep. Wise words there for sure. Absolutely. Um, and I think that the thing that, that I would the only thing that I would add to that is uh there's a lot of people, including myself, that sometimes uh worry or uh, we doubt our ability to do it whatever that thing is, whether it be uh, a, 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 a factor of a discipline of, of reaching a goal or, or something we, we, we could, there's a lot of us that, that probably because we've never done it before, we, we don't trust that we can actually reach for and actually achieve the goals that we're thinking about trying to go after. And my encouragement, and I believe yours, uh, I think you would echo this, is that we are so much more capable of pursuing and reaching after and actually achieving goals than we could ever imagine, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I do believe we're our, like, we get in our own way more mm -hmm. than anything else, right? As people, um, we get in our own way for reaching, for reaching goals, for pushing ourselves. And, and you know, it's that whole embrace, embrace the uncomfort growth, mm -hmm. growth comes when you're uncomfortable. So yeah. embrace being uncomfortable and chase the growth. Very cool. 
Well, two last things. We always like to get some resources that you might have found recently that you've found interesting, whether it be a book to read or a uh, science thing or something like that. What what ty- what resource have you found recently that you think uh, would be helpful to people? Oh, goodness. Um, man, I was not prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, the top of mind right now is if, if you seriously want to give a go at dropping some body fat, like look at this carnivore shirt, sure. man. Dude, it's like $30. I mean, it, it really is. Even when I was contemplating buying it, I'm like, the workouts alone, it probably got to be worth $30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I paid more for body weight workout program, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, yeah, for real. So it was and well worth the money on the body weight workout program. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's value uh, I was, in all that. I was surprised too because I, I I remember being on a chat with somebody and they looked at they said they looked at the carnivore thing and they're like two hundred dollars I I can't swing this it was like two hundred dollars what are you talking about yeah okay um yeah I think they but, were looking at something else <laughs> yeah. I, I know that that meatheels.com has uh, a few different uh, plans and I do think that they have some more expensive options but Danny's programs that are you know one size fits all to a degree are, are all reasonably priced. So we'll make sure we leave a uh, link in the, uh, the doobly doo, uh, to make sure that people, um, can get access to the, to the cut. I agree. I think that the, uh, the program and the information in it is well worth this small investment. And then just setting out and using those basic guidelines to, uh, set out for and reach a goal is a, a very worthwhile investment of time, effort, and money. All the now, way I'm going to draw. I'm going to draw a blank on. I'm drawing a blank on this doctor's name. Um, I want to say he he's out of Tennessee. He and his wife just had a kid like last year, year before. Doctor Kim Barry. Barry, thank you. So that'd be another one that I came mm-hmm. across. I came across a couple of his YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and um, it related to like plaque psoriasis and eczema. Uh, a couple of things that I suffer from or suffered from. Um, and I thought those were really good resources and they actually dovetailed really nicely into the carnivore world. Dr. Barry is definitely an excellent resource in a lot of, uh, that space. Uh, he has gotten away from using the term keto or carnivore, uh, and, and he, uh, launched a conference, a a virtual conference, of course, but a conference earlier this year uh, regarding the proper human diet. And uh, they've been talking about that. Him and Nisha have been um, pillars in the ketogenic and carnivore community now for a long while. And uh, uh, so they, they have some awesome things. And he posts regularly to YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all of that, where uh, he shares a, a deep dive into different uh, specific uh, uh, in into specific content or specific uh, uh, topics like the the plaque psoriasis and the different things that we can do on a very practical, down to earth way. He is uh, and and it, to 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 give a tiny bit of his background. He is a um, primary physician. He's a, PA, a, a, a um, primary healthcare provider, and so like small town practice style doctor and so he he's just super down to earth and uh i've met him a time or two and he's he's a really good guy yeah Very so those cool. would be those would be my two things the, okay. the the carnivore cut and uh 
Dr. Barry, if you're having any sort of skin issues and stuff, go look at that because it was it was enlightening. And I can say I saw positive results. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then how can people uh, connect with you, uh, whether it be in the Facebook group or wherever? Sure. So I'm, I'm a member of the both groups, the Keto Men's Club 101 and the uh, Keto Men's Club. I'm on Instagram at Keto Dave 5 and that's primarily my social media outlets at this point. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, thank you so much for, for coming on, sharing your experience and, and modeling to our group uh, the way that you have in these last several months, uh, that spirit of resilience and pushing through and then pushing your heart, your, yourself harder um, when, you know, trying to do or not trying, but succeeding and doing the cut and finding um, a new, a slightly more, I won't, I don't want to say beneficial, but a, a different way of, of doing things than, than you'd been doing before and, and finding success in that. That's, that's awesome. Uh, for our listeners, a quick reminder that you can connect with us a few different ways. I, I mentioned our website earlier, theketomansclub.com. All of our links are there. You can email us at ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also send us a text or leave us a voicemail at 512-518-6161. So you've got a lot of different ways of connecting with us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you do have the chance to stop by either Apple uh, Apple Podcasts or Amazon and leave a rating or, and or review, that goes a long way to help spread the word to the uh, via the algorithm, getting us in front of more people suggestions and things like that. If you found value in today's episode and have the chance to share it with someone else that you think they would find value in the uh, discussion, please do so. Uh, that also is a great way of uh, being able to spread the word and uh, get the stories and the, 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 um, the related message that, that we uh, are trying to, to, to share on a week-to-week basis uh, from uh, our, our guests and, and from ourselves. So exciting things to come. Uh, again, just to, to prime the, the, the tank a little bit, uh, we probably ha- uh, our, our next episode will, will air um, mid to late December and we'll probably be able to give more details. So, uh, you know, don't miss next week's episode, but seriously, uh, some really cool things. And also don't miss next week's episode because it's going to be Dr. Ba- uh, Dr. Peter Ballerstead, who is one of the world's nicest guys, number one, <laughs> uh, the sod father himself, the king of the ruminant world. We are so, uh, so very much blessed to have uh, him on and he's going to relate his story and talk about the things that he's doing about trying to uh, make a hugely positive impact on all aspects of agriculture. And uh, so really, really cool stuff coming uh, for next week's episode. I, I, so uh, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Make sure that you subscribe. That's it for this week. Until next time, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E. 
K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>